0: This is the extra mile.
1: Hey, everyone! Welcome back to the extra mile. I'm Caleb Spear, along with G5, the G5. And today we have another question in the inbox. And what was that question, George? Another Q and A: Is worry a sin? Is worry a sin? Good question. Is worry a sin? Well, many passages, but Philippians 4, 6 seemingly makes it pretty plain. Do not be anxious about anything. Mm
0: -hmm. Like, anything? And so you're like, oh, I guess I am sinning. If I'm worrying (laughs) over here, I'm doing this.
1: Uh, Per usual, we probably want to know the context. Context and And situation is so important with this one. Yeah, we're going to want to know the situation.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And that's a, a, a... the passage you said in Philippians 4 is a really good passage um, that will lead us into our conversation. But I also want to just let everyone know, if you haven't subscribed yet, um, please subscribe. We're on YouTube, and we are on uh, anywhere you get podcasts. Yeah, Spotify. Apple, Spotify, Google. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure to like, follow, listen anywhere you can. And always share it and tell everyone the best advertising is word of mouth. That's, That's true. Elon Musk said that, so oh, it he would be know. True. Has to be has true. Has to be true, right?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so, is worry a sin? A great question. Um, as George said, let's define some terms because sometimes the English language,
0: oh, ca- it's bad. Yeah, it's can be bad. really <laughs> confusing. Um, uh, it's really dumb because we have this really big emotion that we're feeling, and we try to describe it with language, and we can't quite, we can't quite be accurate with that. Yeah, because several different words. Um, It just doesn't doesn't give it justice.
1: Even just one word on its context, like we'll see in the Greek as well, can be different. I may say I'm... You know, I'm worried about this test or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I may say I'm worried about my salvation. We're talking about two different things. One's really big.
0: One's really yeah. small. And
1: one potentially could be sinful, and one cannot be. Right. Um,
0: and that's where, in the English, in the English language, which I obviously can't speak very well, is uh, <laughs> hard enough for us. It, it starts off small. You may say, "Oh, I'm concerned about this thing," and you're like, oh, "Okay, I'm, I'm concerned," but that eventually might make you anxious or enough to that you worry. You have this worry about you, and your mind dwells on it, and and you're not sure, and then that leads into anxiety, and now you're uncertain about the outcome. You're like, oh, what's going on here? And then that eventually leads to panic, and you're doing things that you never expected to, you don't want to do, it's out of your control. You have that uncontrollable fear, and it shows you... What we're feeling has different degrees, and it really is determined on context and situation.
1: Right, because if you mean worry, as in I have some sort of, how to say it, negative feelings, because something that I care about could be something minor, something really serious, a person, something I care about is threatened to some degree, I don't think that in and by itself is sin. Um, Is it wrong for us to be concerned if we're told our health isn't going that well? No,
0: absolutely okay, not. Well, it's logical.
1: Yeah, let, let's see what kind of worry is okay or permissible and why it is. Uh, Luke twelve fifty, Jesus talking about the crucifixion, he said, I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it's accomplished. Um, part of that has to be physical. Part of that, I think, must be spiritual, too. He's longing to save his people. Absolutely. Either way, Jesus said he was distressed. We might say... Yes. A synonym for that could be
0: worried that exactly and that makes me think of another passage very similar to that in luke twenty-two forty-four. he's in the garden here and he said and it says and in this is verse 44 and in his anguish he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground that word anguish anguish, there, yeah. that deep deep distress that he's having which is logical anyone would be worried and and stressed here. Uh it would only seems right. Oh yeah.
1: And in that same setting in Matthew twenty six in the garden, verse thirty nine, Jesus prays to his father, mm-hmm. saying, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. I mean that's because as you point out, he's in anguish. He's who's not gonna be anxious or worried thinking about what's to come? Mm-hmm. Jesus I think he knows what's about to come from all the horrors. Of the crucifixion, physically speaking and spiritually speaking i 'm not going to get into it, but that um, being separated from the father, whatever that means, all of it just having the weight of sin on you in the in that time yeah. it 's unimaginable for us to touch it, it, we just don 't we don 't know what he 's going through. we often just focus on the physical and that 's good for us to appreciate it,
0: but there 's so much going on there to and be worried about to ignore that is is totally illogical i mean it's there we're going to feel worry and we're going to feel concerned and
1: now obviously jesus being a perfect sacrifice did he sin because he's in anguish right, or worry here yeah well of course according to scripture no theologically no that's no. what makes him a perfect sacrifice uh his followers um apostle paul second corinthians eleven twenty-eight. 28 after talking about being shipwrecked and beaten and all these horrible things says, apart from those also, on top of that, there's the daily pressure on me, of my anxiety for all the churches. That's a good one, and that's funny because Paul said in Philippians four six that we just read, "Be anxious about nothing." <laughs> and
0: you're like, hey, well, how does that make? Yeah, you know, how does that make sense? Yeah, well,
1: yeah, how, how do we how do we symbol those? Well, you see, there, I think, with Paul, his concern is not self focused. Mm-hmm. Um he, he loves those churches. Right. He's he's con- we might use the word concern. Mm-hmm. Um anxious in this yeah, I might use the word concern. Even for Jesus, Jesus isn't just worried solely about himself. Yeah, he's scared of the physical pain that's coming around. But man, if we I did not read the rest of verse thirty nine back on Matthew twenty six when Jesus says, Let this pass uh let this cup pass from me if possible. But then he says, Nevertheless, not as I will, talking to his Father, but as you will. Mm. So everything, even though Jesus is super anxious, is very much still grounded in a love for his Father. And Paul, very much so, his concern and anxiousness is grounded in a love
0: for the churches of God. Absolutely. And you, know, you were talking about Paul there being concerned about the saints around the world. He's a pretty busy guy. And oh, yeah. it se- it's only human to feel this emotion, to feel this concern. And it seems like today, this is just me thinking, it, it, We're it seems like we're busier than ever.
1: We have a very busy society, on in the next thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, we're and, always consumed by something.
1: And often, unlike Paul, it's not on in the next <laughs> spiritual thing. And it's just a busy place. No, yeah, of course busy not. Place.
0: Uh, we have to drive our attention somewhere. And I think that goes well with Matthew 6. What yeah, Jesus that's, said,
1: that's the go-to passage. If we go
0: to Matthew 6. Jesus said in
1: Matthew 6, starting verse 25, he said, Do not be anxious about your life. And what's weird is what we're going to see here, you're like, okay, uh, sure. But Jesus is going to say, Don't be anxious about things that seem to be the most essential. You're Like, wait a second. He says, Don't be anxious about what you'll eat or what you'll drink nor about your body or what you'll put on. It is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? I mean, that's all pretty essential. We need to eat and yeah, drink water. <laughs> I have to. I think he's saying if we think our lives are completely worthless without fill in the blank, in this case, even essential, such as food, if we think my life isn't complete until I have that, then it's going to result in us being sinfully anxious and worried and stressed. Because at that point, I don't think we're really trusting God.
0: That's right. I mean, we have to realize who is in control here. Yeah. And, and that's a big key when it comes to trust.
1: Yeah, you read verses uh, 26 and 27. Jesus says, hey, look at the birds in right. the air, and they don't reap nor sow. They don't have barns, yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you more important than they? That just shows you
0: exactly who's in control. Right. God's in control. He created all of this. We should be able to trust Him that He's going to be able to take care of us.
1: Yeah, that's the first solution Jesus gives us. Right. Look at
0: the birds,
1: a.k.a. trust in God, I think. Um so we don't need to see our needs, or even more often our wants, as if it's our own efforts that guarantee them. And if we do get that job or that food or whatever it may be, uh big mistake, even in this context, Jesus has just previously said works ought to glorify God. Mm-hmm. uh big mistake if we think it's just us. Now the trust realizes our Heavenly Father provides.
0: And trust is so freeing too. Mm-hmm. When I can trust you... I don't have to worry or be concerned about what you will do behind my back and so forth and so forth. I now have that freedom to be able to have a relationship with you and the trust that you're not going to Well, that's your, uh,
1: that's your point in verse—read verse, read verse uh, 27 there. That, that's your point in how— Right, and
0: which you do—sorry. or And uh, which of you, by worrying, can add even one hour to his life. It is time-consuming. Yeah. Worrying is very time-consuming because I'm worried about the present and the past, and I'm not present— I'm not—or worried about the future and the past. I'm not present yeah. in this moment where I should be doing what I need to be doing. Instead, I'm worried about what's going to happen or the things that are out of my control. And often, when we look at worry and anxiety, it's because—that's not every time, but it's because things are out of our control. We can't yeah. fix it. We can't do anything about it. And so we have to rely on something, and we rely on ourselves, and we're inadequate enough. <laughs> and God's saying, hey, you need to trust— god yeah trust you your trust father
1: him. look at the birds and we see this as you mentioned in our fast-paced culture today and um, western culture here in america when i say it, like smartphones computers social media yeah, sure. We're, yeah. we've seen what that's done to everyone adults included the next thing happens and you get weird conspiracy theories and stuff on online because people are worried everyone's scared and they don't trust what's what's going to happen to me what's gonna be taken away and and so, some crazy idea gets thrown out there where you're like are you seriously guys in and that's yes yes and a lot of times it's christians unfortunately too and it's like what what are we communicating about god when we're saying these things and then you look at teenagers even preteens. suicide rates in the last decade have just skyrocketed amongst that age group. Yeah, it has. I think literally it was like, don't qu- look it up yourself, but I want to say it was like four or five hundred percent in the last decade of an increase. That's crazy. Of suicide, you can't ignore that. That's a serious no. thing. And a lot of times, I think the older generation and I need to. We need to be careful because at first glance it may be funny, like wow, look at these kids, like they won't get off their phone, which is a problem, and like <laughs> they really think Instagram's going to do this or that for them. Yes. Like their whole, this is what this is how we reach anxiety, even the levels of suicide, um, because kids are like, oh, if I don't get this many likes on this Instagram post, <laughs> my value, mm-hmm. my value is is worthless, and that's I think that's kind of Jesus' point in Matthew six. Well, he says, are you not of more value there in verse twenty six? Right. Trying, you're, you're, you know, made in the image of God. You, Jesus, takes, Jesus says his father takes care of the birds. So whether it's the Instagram post, or it's something essential like the food, or it's our job, it's getting your spouse, that education, whatever, you name it. If we think that's what's going to give me value, oh, we're going to be led down a very sad, stressful, anxious life.
0: On top of that, that whole... Th- that is their attention that's what's that's what's grabbing their attention holding their attention that's what's determining what they're doing in this present moment say the college example for for example they're doing everything they can to get that status, that status level. College is a great example. Yeah. <laughs> and it's driving their attention. That's their their focus is on. It's not on God, and I think he gives a solution there in verse 33. Yes. But above all, pursue his kingdom and righteousness, and all these will be given to you as well. Uh, so God comes
1: first, and then everything else in life is simply just bonus. Right. And a lot of times I don't like to hear that, which ought to concern me in my flesh. Cause I do have a negative reaction a sense to that where I'm like, where it's like bonus, where it's like all those things, then I'll get these things. It's like, yeah, but I want the education and the spouse and all this other stuff. I want that more.
0: Yeah. You and have that, to ask what's grabbing your attention.
1: Right. And that's where we have to really evaluate, um, where the priorities are in our life. That right. Makes,
0: that makes me think of another story. Absolutely. Um, in Luke ten, yeah, with uh, if I turn over there, Luke ten, Jesus, if you remember, it goes into this house with uh, there's two women there, there's a uh, two sisters, Mary and Martha, and uh, Martha's all preparing stuff for, Mary yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. And, and listening and, and things like that, and uh, and Martha gets upset and tells the Lord, this is in verse forty, but Martha was uh, distracted with all the preparations she had made. She had to make. So she came up to him and said, Lord, that's Jesus, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, not just one thing, but many (laughs) things. But one thing is needed. Mary has chosen the best part. It will not be taken away from her. And right there she's putting those preparations above Jesus in this moment and that's where it can become a can become, <laughs> that's where it can become a sin that worry is controlling our lives and putting our priorities yeah. out of out of mm-hmm. whack.
1: You get other passages in the New Testament that says um, even uh, one of the qualifications, I believe, for eldership is being hospitable. There you go, yeah. and you, you get another time where Jesus uh, t- talks about the prostitute, and she comes and washes his feet, and Jesus, kind of in a context of hospitality, says, you guys, talking the Pharisees, you didn't wash my feet, and <laughs> look at she's doing it. And yet here, this shows you how That's important context yeah. is, and yet here, the one who's trying to be hospitable is the one... Um, admonished, corrected by Jesus, because whatever's happening here in this context, she's worried about everything else above what's actually eternal. Right. As said, you
0: said, know, it's not going to be taken away from her. Her focus and attention is grabbed by these preparations, and it's not on Jesus and his words, which is going to last grabbed. forever. That's a good word.
1: Yeah. Especially when like we were just talking about social
0: media and whatnot. And it troubles her. It says, worried and troubled. Mm-hmm. And so she's creating this frenzy. And
1: that's, man, now you're making me want to go on a social media rant. We'll have to do another podcast. We, <laughs> we, talked about, we did talk about entertainment a while ago. Um, but, man, yeah, when all our time is consumed on Twitter and Facebook or whatever platform you're on, of course you're going to be worried about things out of your control because you're not feeding yourself with the eternal things. Exactly. And that's how we end up in <laughs> really bad places Another side note, sorry I'm not trying to distract us too for much it here, him. but this is here. Podcast. Yeah, podcast, Luke 10:30, what is it? Verse not 39 says Mary sat at the Lord's feet. Mm. And we might just pass over that thinking, okay, <clears throat> but for their culture, sitting at someone's feet is saying they're a student, they're mm-hmm. a learner, they're a disciple. And learning, let alone with theology in that culture was for men. It's A big deal that a woman is sitting at the feet of the master teacher himself wow. and learning uh
0: that ought to speak volumes to, to shows us. you that you know his message is for all ears, all ears are down. yeah, and Jesus was concerned and worried about you know the souls and here he was in context, to. it doesn't say it, but in context.
1: Jesus has concern for Martha, saying he's concerned that yeah, she's exactly. anxious. Exactly. He's like, hey, this is not the right thing to be anxious about. It goes back to the about. Paul thing because he loves them. Mm-hmm. He loves them. So is worry a sin? Well, on the context, yes and no. Yes. Right. When, when we're not no that is the an easy God.
0: answer, but it can be quickly turned into a yes. Yeah.
1: It, no, I think it's don't feel guilty if you're like, Oh, I feel concerned because of, of this situation. No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's it's where our trust is. Um a good example, right now I'm doing a sermon series in Philippians and as we read in Philippians four six, Paul plainly says, Hey, don't be don't be anxious about anything. And yet that same Greek word is used in Philippians 2.20 when Paul's telling the Philippian church, I'm about to send Timothy to you, and he says in two twenty, for I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. And our English translated the same Greek word as ang- as anxious in Philippians four six, and it translated it concern in Philippians two twenty. Meram now. So that means don't be anxious, or it can also mean to care for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what's the difference between just being anxious, where Paul says don't be in chapter 4, and yet he <laughs> uses the same word for Timothy, saying concerned? Well, obviously, it's going to be love. Concern is stemmed from love. Mm-hmm. and But worry, when Paul says in chapter 4, don't be anxious, that's going to be out of fear.
0: The answer also is in Philippians 4, verse mm-hmm. Uh, verse 6 there, you know, giving thanksgiving. Um, When we give thanksgiving, our attention our mind is focused on the things we're thankful for. Yeah. Things that God has given us. And then it says there in verse uh, 7, it says, uh, Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Your minds need to be in Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he says, And that will give you a peace that
1: surpasses all understanding. And that's
0: such a positive force. And really, positivity is key here because... that worry is negativity, and if we drive that, we, we, if we drive on that road too long, it's going to take us in negative places.
1: Yeah, and even when, and this is tough, but even when the bad things do happen in life, right? If we're trusting in God, we trust. Well, there's a, there's a plan here, and a desire for me. Uh, if we don't trust in God, this is scary. But if we don't trust in God, perhaps God is using that as judgment to con- to show mm. us where our loyalty <laughs> that's scary where our loyalties actually lie do we do we trust in him or not and i think that's going to be our first action point when it comes to when we worry how do we absolutely. combat
0: that absolutely it hey, be positive yeah. it looks like there's a there's a you say it like that Caleb it sounds like there's a lot of there's a positive worry and a negative worry and we got to be on that Yeah positive the
1: posi- the positive one is one that trusts in God.
0: And He's a positive force right. that we need that, to have.
1: That's the one that trusts in God and it's out of love. Right. The negative one is the one that doesn't trust in God and you're like, what are you doing? And you think I can take care of it myself and that's how you're going to get really right. anxious because you think I can <laughs> do it. And it it leads to fear. Exactly. That, that's, it's fear. And sorry, more Philippians sermon series is on my mind. But that's the (laughs) point in Philippians chapter 1 where Paul tells them a really good sign of your salvation and of the enemy's damnation is when you're united fearlessly together, even amongst persecution. Exactly. Wow. (laughs) That's a...
0: What a message. Be positive. Action points. That's going to help drive your worry in the right direction. And that's what we saw at the end of Matthew 6. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: In verse... uh, 31, don't be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? He says, "For that's the things that the Gentiles, we would say, that's the thing that the lost people, the world, seek the things of the flesh first. But the positivity is verse 32, your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. Hmm. Mm.
0: He's there. Uh, And trust in Him. That's the second step.
1: Yeah, which means we're not alone.
0: No, we're not alone he is there with us and he knows what we need. And I think that's pretty powerful. And that's something we can take with us and and we can use to be a light to yes. go to go so to go so. Uh thank you guys so much for listening. Uh this is
1: episode 20 and episode 21 we'll be talking with a member here, Nathan Morrow. He has a great story of how he found Christ.
0: That's right. We're going to do a little segment of testimonies from everyday yeah. Christians that battle and and love, love God.
1: Yeah, and trusting in God. Hopefully you'll find that <laughs> encouraging. Uh, thanks for listening. That's a wrap, everyone. Go yes.